these next few weeks, uh, we're going to talk about um, talk about encounter, and um, what we're going to show first of all, we're going to just show a short video. Well, it's about twenty minutes, but shortish, shortish video. Um, it's actually from our senior pastor, senior pastor, Pastor Andy Elms, um, and shown it to a number of the congregations. And I just want to speak of some stuff off the back of back of that about encountering about encountering God and why why this matters, and especially at the beginning at the beginning of a year that we're in, to to be encountering. God, that we can need, we continually need encounters in our lives. Now, if you're a Christian this morning, you've already encountered God at least once, right? As you wouldn't be a Christian, right? You encountered God at least once, and that would look different. It may have looked different how the circumstances of that. You might have been at home, you might have been in church. I was in my bedroom when I first encountered God when I was when I was eight and prayed with my mum and dad when I was eight. And you know, it will look different for everybody, and it will be different different ages um, at the time when you first encountered God. But you have encountered God. As you wouldn't be saved, right? But that needs to be a thing that continually happens through our lives. That we continue to encounter the presence of God. Because that's where lives are changed. You see that right throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. But I'm not going to say too much now. As we get into the video and I'll say some stuff off the back of that. Thank you. Man, that was good, right? Praise God. So we need an encounter with God. And however long you've been a Christian, you need an encounter with God and, and ongoing encounters with God. And in, in that video, Pastor Andy mentioned about uh, Jacob's encounter, and there could be loads of examples in the Bible we could use. But in that encounter that Jacob has, so I just want to just expand on that a little bit, in that encounter, God became actual you know, in his life. So I want to read from the scriptures beyond screen. This is from Genesis 28, verses 10 to 19, what happens there. And Pastor Andy mentioned a little bit of, of the verse. It says, Jacob left Beersheba where he was and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain pa- place, palace, he read palace, when he reached a certain place, not a palace, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and he lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord your God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. That's a great legacy to be part of that family, right? I will give you your descendants, I will give you and your descendants a land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And of course, this is all part of the fulfillment of the, the promise to Abraham, of course. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. You will spread out into the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I promised. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head, and he set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it. He called that place Bethel, as I'm sure you know, means house of God. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. So they renamed it because of what happens here. Okay, but this, this, so Jacob has this amazing dream and seeing angels ascending and descending, and, and, and you know, God was just giving Jacob revelation here. But this is an encounter with God that happened when he was asleep. Yeah, but this encounter with God, it changed Jacob's thinking. It completely changed Jacob's thinking. It changed his whole perception of what God was going to do in, in, in his life and, and who he was and all that God decided to do through him and through his descendants. So that was the purpose of this encounter, was to change his thinking. You know, and we need our thinking changed, right? 
Be transformed by renewing of our minds. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I mention it all the time. But it's, it's, a, it's a fundamental scripture in the life of a Christian. That we need our thinking constantly trans, transformed. Because the world doesn't think correctly, right? The world, world thinks what the world thinks. But we're called to think in a completely different way. And to line up our thoughts with the way God thinks about thinks about things you know and even the way we think about ourselves God wants to change your thinking on that you know the way God sees you unless you're you're in a really uh, you had a great revelation of this the way God sees you is totally different to how you see yourself does anyone know that the way you see yourself is totally different to the way God sees you amen as Wendy mentioned earlier we're fearfully and wonderfully made God knows everything about us God sees so much so much potential in us and, and, and who we're going to be and, and what God can do through our lives. That's the way God sees us. So we need to start lining up our thinking with the way God sees us. Amen? So that's what's happening now with Jacob. Now this is another big encounter that Jacob has with God, which is just in 10, uh, not 10 chapters, four chapters later, Genesis 32. So I just want to read a few verses with that. It says this, That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. This is an interesting account that happens here. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob. But Israel, and is where the nation of Israel gets its name from, of course. You'll no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called that place Peniel, just like Bethel, he renamed House of God. He called this place Peniel, which means face of God, saying, it's because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun above him the sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this, this day, and this is still true about Jews today, uh, those Orthodox Jews. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. So, Jacob has two interesting, kind of a bit crazy, aren't they? Crazy encounters with God. Firstly, this kind of crazy dream. He has this dream about who he's going to, his descendants are going to be. He sees his angels going up to heaven and coming down from heaven. It's kind of a revelation about heaven, of who God is and God's awesomeness. And then kind of has this really interesting second encounter where, where he's basically wrestling, wrestling God. And this could be a pre-incarnate Jesus. It could be different theories about what's going on here. But, it, but it's clear he's, he's effectively wrestling with, with God is what it says. And, and Jacob says he's just going to keep on doing you know, until until he, he's blessed and, and it's because he saw God face to face yet his life was spared he knew he's, he's interacted with God you know the, the, the man is, is pre-incarnate genius genius Jesus genius Jesus is a genius this pre-incarnate Jesus is a touch of socket of Jacob's hip and, but Jacob um, said don't let me go I don't want you to go until you bless me it's, kind of like, it's almost like a wrestling match going on but Jacob wanted the blessing of God uh, in, his, in his life Amen. So it's a really interesting, uh, interesting encounter. So the first encounter he had, it changed Jacob's thinking, changed, completely transformed Jacob's thinking about who he was, who his descendants were going to be, how, how he saw himself. But this, God actually touches his hip. I'm not saying God's going to do this generally. He's going to give you hip issues. Okay? Okay, but this is just the, the, the encounter that Jacob has here. Right? 
is it actually affected him for the rest of his life. So basically, the first encounter affected his thinking, but the second, second one affected his walk with God. It affected his walk. And the reason God did it in, in Jacob's context is, is he said he was limping because of his hip, and it was a reminder of that encounter he'd had with God. He's seen the face of God. So his walk with God was never the same again. And that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to change our thinking, and he wants to change our walk. And this is why we need encounters with him. Amen? You know, Jacob, of course, comes from a great legacy. You know, your dad's Isaac and, and your, your granddad's Abraham. That's quite a legacy, right? <laughs> but pressure, a bit of pressure there, isn't there? Pressure on you to do well. You know, Abraham and Isaac, of course, total legends, legends of, the, of the Jewish faith and, and now our Christian faith. But even, even despite having that amazing legacy of those ancestors, Jacob needed his own encounter with God. Amen? He couldn't live off the encounters that his dad or his father and his grandfather had had with God. Well, they'd had their own amazing encounters. Hadn't they? Abraham and, and, and Abraham and the whole journey they'd had with Isaac being born and all that kind of faith they were believing for decades. Abraham and Sarah and believing for a baby to be born when Isaac was eventually born. All the whole journey had to go through and God took Abraham outside and, and showed him the stars of the sky and it's like, do you not believe that I can do this Abraham? Abraham and Sarah didn't believe. Sarah's wife laughed when they heard they were going to have a kid because she was old and barren. And, and they were like, how's this, how's this going to happen? And, and God takes him out under the stars. That was his own encounter with God, wasn't it? He's like, well, look up at the stars. Are you really saying I can't do this, Abraham? That was Abraham's big encounter with God. And you see that again with, with Isaac as well. So they had the, the kind of legends of the faith and had their own encounters, but you can't live off the encounters of anybody else. That's why I'm saying all that. You cannot live off the encounters of anybody else. You can't live off the encounters of your parents, of your grandparents, of your spouse, of, of your children. You can't live off anybody else's encounters. You need your own encounter with God. Amen? Now, for me in my own life, and, and you know, I've been blessed to be brought up in a Christian home, and, and lots of Christians on my mum's side and my dad's side, and the vast majority were, were Christians on, on both sides and, and, and still are, but I still needed my own encounter with God. Because it's great what God's done in all those people. And, and of course that did help me in the way I was brought up. Absolutely. But did I need my own encounter with God? Absolutely. So I just want to speak. This is why I wanted, one of the reasons I wanted ignition to kind of stay in. So I just wanted specifically to say this to, to you as youth. I don't know if you're all sat there. That's why I'm looking. Uh, wherever the youth are all sat. So specifically to you. You know the vast majority of you have been brought up in Christian but homes. But you need your own encounter with God. It's great that your parents have had encounters with God. That's brilliant. Praise God for that. It's amazing brilliant and you're so blessed to be brought up in that environment um which is which is awesome but you need your own encounter with god you can't live off the faith of your parents you need your own encounter with god that's what will transform your life that's what will change your life amen so whatever our background we've all had an encounter with god if you're saved this morning you've had already had an encounter with god however long ago that was but you still need ongoing encounters because that's what will change your life like Jacob, God wants to change our thinking. He wants to change our walk. And we're going to be looking at this over the next couple of weeks. There's a whole load of um, examples. There's a whole load of examples. There's so many we could, we could use throughout the, throughout the Bible. I mean, that's essentially what the Bible is. Isn't it? Basically, it's a, if you kind of, I mean, obviously it's the gospel. But if you kind of whittle it down, it's, it's, it's just a list of people's encounters with God, isn't it? That's basically what it is, isn't it? Obviously, the gospel and what Jesus did, obviously, that's fundamental to the Bible, okay, in the Old and, old and New Covenant. But what I'm saying, but, but essentially, it's, it's a list of people's encounters with God, isn't it? 
And you just see this again and again and again and again throughout the Old Testament. We just look at Jacob and Abraham and Isaac. We mentioned, you, say, you can mention Noah. You mentioned Moses in the burning bush. And in the New Testament, I mean, you, you, could, you could spend the whole rest of your life just preaching on that. The encounters that Jesus had with people, with his own disciples, you know, the Samaritan woman, the woman with the issue of blood, the, uh, Nicodemus. Of course, the Apostle Paul had his own monumental encounter with Jesus. Didn't he? It totally transformed his life. He, he was killing Christians. And he was killing Christians in the name of God. Even worse, he was doing it in the name of God. He thought that's what God wanted him to do, was to kill Christians. That's where, that's where the Apostle Paul was when, it, when he was called Saul. But he encountered Jesus, didn't he? Totally and radically changed his life. So we're going to look at more examples in the coming weeks. And next week, we're also going to look at what, what are enemies to us, what, what stops us from encountering God, what are the, what are the barriers to us encountering God uh, in our life. So I think this could be good. I think this is a great way to start, start the year to talk about this stuff. And I'd just be really encouraging you, and in, in, I'd really encourage you just in your own, your own walk with God and, and you know, throughout this coming week, start today, to be believing God for your own encounters with him. It isn't just about what happens on a Sunday. Of course, there's far more, there's far more to being a Christian than just what happens on a Sunday. Hopefully you all know this, right? In fact, in fact the hard work is outside of Sundays, isn't it? That's when you kind of, you, you know, it's easy to say you're a Christian in, in church, but it's a whole other thing kind of living like that out in the world. It's something completely different. So God wants you to continue encountering him throughout your life. Let's be believing for that throughout this month in particular. Remember, believing that for today, for throughout this week. Set aside some, some time. And as Pastor Andy mentioned, um, starting uh, a week tomorrow, 16th of January, we're going to have a specific week of prayer and fasting, which is for a whole week, kind of fast and furious week. A setting aside a week to, to, to lay aside distractions, lay aside food, whatever God's calling you to do, but I don't, food is, is a good one it's only what bible talks about but if it can be social media as or social media and food there you go i encourage you to do that okay obviously for health reasons if you need to eat you know be sensible obviously but uh, let's take this seriously okay now we know with fasting we're not twisting god's arm we know it's not it's not a religious hoop to jump through we understand all that we understand that christianity is all about relationship it's not about religion trying to make god do things twisting his arm trying to make him accept us we understand all of that but fasting is actually really important, Jesus, and Jesus specifically talks about it in, in Matthew, uh, Matthew 5 and 6, about the importance of it. So it's about laying aside distractions, you know, and in this world there are so many distractions, right? So let's take that seriously, and believe during that week, it's going to be a whole week of you encountering God. That's what's going to change your thinking, it's going to change your walk, it's going to, it's going to change your, your life. Maybe you're struggling in your life right now. Maybe you're feeling dry. Maybe you feel like you're in a bit of a wilderness. Maybe you're feeling you're distant from God. You need to encounter God. Amen? That's just the reality. You need to encounter God. And if everything's amazing in your life, brilliant, praise God for that. But you still need to encounter God. And that needs to be ongoing encounters over and over and over again throughout our lives. Because that's, that's what will change us. Amen? And during that week of prayer and fasting, we're going to have a specific, um, a special encounter night. I sent out a text on uh, last week, the end of the week, about it. So on Thursday, the 19th of January, um, at the parish hall, um, that's at 7 o'clock, we're going to have an encounter. We haven't got a worship night this, this, this month, so we're going to have an encounter night. That's going to be great. We're going to have worship and just, just believe in God and believe in God to change people's lives, to touch people's lives. So I'd encourage you to come to that and to come expectant. So that's Thursday, the 19th of January, at 7 o'clock, as part of that week of prayer and, and fasting. Amen. So let's take, let's take this seriously. We're not going through, like I said, we're not going through a religious, religious hoop. But we're doing this all with in, intention. But you need an encounter with God. I need an encounter with God. This is, this is, I'm just being honest with you. This has challenged, challenged me to my core. It has. 
because we all need encounters with God. Over and over again, that's what will change us. We can't do things on our own strength. We're not called to do things on our own strength. We need our thinking to be transformed and that to be a continual process. We need our walk with God to be transformed. Amen? And if you're struggling with stuff right now, you need, you need an encounter with God. And you see that over and over again in the way that Jesus interacted with people. And their lives would be totally transformed, wouldn't it? It's that someone like Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus, a tax collector, he was hated. The Jews, Jews hated him because he worked for the Romans and was a tax collector, ripped people off. Jesus, he was up a, up a tree, he was a short guy, so he was, I can relate to that. He was up a tree, uh, just so that he could see, see the crowds. And Jesus picked him out in the crowd, saw the potential in him, said, I need to come to your house today for tea. Jesus has a conversation with him, hangs out with him. His life is totally transformed, isn't it? He gets saved, his life's completely transformed, his whole, the whole, uh, he has conviction, his whole mentality changed, his whole conviction about the way he's ripped people off, he says, I'm going to pay back four times, he got very rich off the back of that, he says, I'm going to pay back four times what I've stolen off people. That's, that's an after with Jesus, right? That's what it does. It completely changes people. It changes their thinking, it changes their walk. Amen. So that's what we need, that's what we need in our lives. So prayer and fasting starting a week tomorrow. And the counter night, we're talking more about counter next Sunday, different things, the barriers that, that, that stop us from encountering God, real important stuff we need to talk about and, and address challenging stuff, but stuff that needs to be addressed in, in our lives, including in my life. Praise God. And on Sunday, sort of bring the announcements into this bit, on Sunday, the 22nd of January, we're going to have a, a bring and share family lunch after service. That's going to end our fast, end our time of prayer and fasting. So it's on Sunday, 22nd of January, to bring and share lunch which we haven't done for a while and now end end our time of prayer and fasting and also just to mention as well so we're looking at encounter today and the next couple of Sundays in particular and then in three weeks time is going to be our vision Sunday Sunday 29th of, of January so it's going to be great as well to be talking about the whole vision uh, for, for the year ahead it's really I'm really excited about obviously I've heard a lot about this as a pastor and we've talked to our senior pastor about this a lot already um, just really excited about what God's going to do uh, through this, through this years, we all get a revelation um, of what he's saying, saying at the moment. Amen. So let's all stand to our feet. Praise God. God is good. I'm just going to pray for you all, first of all. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you, Lord, Lord, as we just looked at and talked about, Lord, throughout the Bible, it's full of people who had encounters with you. Lord, will you totally change their thinking? Lord, you totally changed their walk. Lord, you totally changed their lives. You totally transformed them. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for that reality. Lord, and for those of us who are already saved this morning, Lord, we thank you, Lord, we encountered you. Lord, that's when we were saved. Lord, we've all encountered you at least once, Lord God, but we pray, Lord, for in, in continual encounters with you. Lord, we, Lord, we, we admit, Lord, in, in our weakness, Lord, we admit, Lord, we need you. Lord, we're sorry if we do things in our own strength. If we, we try and work everything out and try and make things happen. Lord God, we want to be people of faith. We want to be people who trust you. Lord, I pray, Lord, even this, Lord, this, Lord, today, Lord, this, this coming week, Lord, that everyone that stood here, Lord, will encounter you. We'll set aside time. Lord, you'll speak to them through their word, through, through, through worship. Lord, they'll set aside time. Lord, then they will have a, a new revelation, a new deeper revelation of who you are. Lord God, a revelation of how you see them. Lord, so often it's so different to how we see ourselves. Lord, you see, you see the potential in us. Lord, you did that with every single one of the disciples. Lord, you saw the potential in them and who they could be when, once they encountered you. And that's the reality, Lord. When we, Lord, that's when we step into the potential of who you've called us and, and, and purposed us to be is when we have an encounter with you. 
and when we walk with you. That's what changes us. Thank you, Lord. So I pray that every single person here will encounter you. I just want to pray. Uh, this is a second prayer for anyone who doesn't yet know God. If you don't know God this morning, the good news is you can know God this morning. You can know what it is to, to be a Christian. You can have your own encounter with God this morning. You know, the Bible says that God loves you. Whatever your background, whatever you've done, God, God loves you. He created you. He created you for a purpose. He has a plan for your life. He wants you to be in heaven with him forever when you leave this earth. And, and he paid a massive price, is what the Bible says, so, so that you could have that. He says you were bought at a price. He, he, died, he died on a cross, and that wasn't just a random event. Jesus wasn't murdered. It was all part of God's plan for him to, to come as, as a baby, to come as a human, to send his son Jesus, for him to die on a cross, to pay the price for our sin, or sin just meaning anything we've ever done wrong, and, and to pay the price for that, to pay, to pay the debt for that. And he paid that debt so that you could be free and totally spiritually free, and you could be a brand new creation spiritually, and you could know the promise of eternal life when you leave this earth. Jesus paid a monumental price. If that's how much he values you, he gave his life for your life. That was the exchange that took place. And all you have to do is accept it. He won't, he won't make you accept it because he loves you too much to do that. Love doesn't force anything. But the, the free gift is there. And you just, just need to accept it and God will come into your life. will change your life. You will have an encounter with God even this morning. So if that's you this morning I'd, or you just need to get back on track with God, get something sorted out with God this morning, or maybe you're not in a good place with God. You know, that's okay. No, one, no one's judging, including God himself. Just like the prodigal son, he's just waiting there with open arms for you to come back and get back into, just get back close in, in your walk with him. So if that's you as well, I'd encourage you to pray this prayer. So let's all just pray this together. Thank you, Jesus, for your amazing love for me. Thank you for coming to earth to die on a cross for me, to pay the price for my sin. I invite you now into my life. I ask you to wash me, to make me clean, to forgive me. I want to know the promise of eternal life, to spend eternity with you. I want to encounter you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Otherwise, everyone's... Everyone's got their eyes closed. If you've prayed that prayer this morning, maybe you've never, ever prayed a prayer like that before and you're inviting God into your life this morning or you're getting things back on track with God this morning, I want you just to raise your hand and just say, yeah, I've prayed that prayer because we'd love just to chat with you and, and to pray with you afterwards. Is there anyone this morning? Don't miss your opportunity. Thank you, God. You're so, so good. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, may we live a life of encountering you. Lord, may every young person, as we mentioned earlier, Lord, may they have their own encounter with you. Lord, thank you they've been brought up in Christian homes, and that's, that's amazing. Thank you for the, the blessing that that's brought them. Lord, but I pray they would encounter you for themselves. And every one of us, Lord, whatever our background, whatever our circumstances, Lord, that we will continually encounter you. You will change us, change our thinking, Lord, change our walk with you. Lord, change our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.